Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six PM. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida natural springs and so much more orlando has it all and visit orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip in orlando anything is possible if you can imagine it and that's what makes orlando unbelievably real plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway all along the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us. And, of course, the Cavs entering the stretch drive now. They open up a three-game road swing tomorrow night in Indiana against the Pacers and We'll talk about that and more on Cavs HQ this week. Jim Jones, a couple of great guests lined up. Cavs general manager Mike Ganzi, and then a little bit later on in the show, we'll hear from Brad Sellers. Yeah, I'm all excited to hear from both of those. You know, Ganzi with his new promotion uh, to general manager and then uh, the high intellect of understanding so many things, but especially in our case, basketball from uh, Mayor Sellers. Uh, This is going to be a very special show. Oh, no doubt about it. So we look forward to those two conversations. Again, Mike Gansey and Brad Sellers. We'll start things off with Mike Gansey. He's the new GM of the Cavaliers. And we'll talk to this homegrown product after this on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back, Kevs HQ, presented by Betway along Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. Great to have you with us. And, boy, we're really pleased to have with us the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Mike Gansey. Somewhat of a new title for Mike, as a couple of weeks ago, the Cavs announced his elevation to the GM spot. So, first off, Mike, uh, boy, congratulations. A well-deserved elevation for you and Obviously, we're thrilled to have you here on Cavs HQ to talk about not only the the job title, but certainly this Cavalier season as it has unfolded during the 21-22 campaign. So, first of all, just your thoughts on uh, being named the GM. Has this been a, a career goal for you? Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. And, yeah, it's it's definitely a dream come true, being a Cleveland kid, 
you know, watching the, the Cavs really my whole life growing up and to be a part of the organization and now to be elevated to GM, I'm, I don't know, I wake up every day thinking like, is this real or not? So I'm, I'm very, very blessed. I got, you know, great support with my family and, you know, great, great support here with, with Kobe and Dan Gilbert and ownership and, you know, everyone in this organization, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Well, Mike, I just want to congratulate you also and just thank you for being here. But uh, I know for a fact, Mike, you only get what you deserve, good or bad now, but uh, you deserve this, man. You know, I've had a chance to talk to you. Uh, you know, we're bus partners and and so I have a chance to listen to you and the depth of uh, your commentary is uh, is very special. But let's talk a little bit. Let's get right into the basketball. You're 37 and 27. Mike, you're in sixth place in the East. Talk a little bit about that. No, it's been a very, uh, I don't know what the best word to say, a very wild season, I guess you could say. You know, we've unfortunately had a lot of injuries and it's just a credit to our team, you know, one through 15 and one through 17, really. You know, when you had our two-way players, JB's done an incredible job with this group where it doesn't matter who we have playing, guys are going to step up, guys are going to compete. We're going to be right there till the end. And, you know, obviously 37 wins, only 27 losses is pretty special at this point and you know we're right there here in the stretch run hopefully to to get one of those top six seeds and and get into a playoff series that'd be tremendous for our organization and everyone here mike what has stood out to me is the adversity that this team has battled through it's not like it's been an injury free season and the Cavs had a soft schedule to start and so they kind of took the momentum of that it's just the opposite of that and even more so Talk about the character and the, and the grit, as JB likes to say, of this basketball team to be 10 games above 500, as Jim alluded to, and yet still fighting through everything that they've had to endure. It's really been incredible with this group. I mean, they're, you know, everyone I've talked to, just even friends or other colleagues from around the league, like they just say they love watching this team. And, you know, me obviously being an organization, being around the team, and I know you guys are around the team every day, like how can you not love this team? Like they're, they just play for each other. No one cares about who gets the points or the credit, you know, Kevin's struggling one night, you know, Evan's going to pick him up. Evan's struggling the other night. Kevin's going to pick him up. Like, that's just kind of the team we have. Like no one cares about the credit as long as we win, you know, and we're in the locker room celebrating and it's, it's a credit to JB with these guys. Cause he gives everyone one through 17 utmost confidence that, Hey, you know, Darius might be out tonight, but Brandon Goodwin, you're going to step up tonight. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just been so fun that, you know, we have such belief every single night we go step on the floor and it's fun to watch. Mike, I got a call uh, while I was on air from Norm Nixon and he was watching the game. And uh, last game when we were in Philly, I got a call from Bobby Dandridge and uh, out of their mouth, they said, Hey man, what are y'all doing in Cleveland? You really, you guys have got something, you know, and that's, and that's reassuring for me to know that those old veterans are watching us, but Mike, the youth and the inexperience keep popping their heads up. Now you and I have raised, are raising children. I still am, even though mine are adults. Talk a little <laughs> bit about, about some nights when you think you've got it going and you're in a winning streak. And then all of a sudden it turns around on you like, Oh my goodness, I got to remember what we are. Yeah. Do you ever have those uh, reflections or you or conversations with Kobe? Yeah, no, I think like, you know, obviously coming out of the all-star break, you know, Cleveland obviously was a great, 
great time that weekend with all our guys being in the events for the all-star, but you know, we've kind of slipped a little bit, you know, our defense hasn't been as good, you know, obviously we've had a tough, tough stretch out of the schedule with our, with the teams we've played, but I think our youth is showing our inexperience, you know, like Evan Mobley's a rookie, you know, and Darius and, and even Isaac, you know, those maybe been into this kind of this stretch run where like literally every game is an important game. You know, it's meaningful basketball every single game right now with, with the standings being so tight and us trying to sneak in. So I think, you know, with our group, I mean, you know, our top six guys, so to speak, you know, if, if you don't count Jetty, Kevin and Rondo, I mean, those guys are, you know, under 25, you know, and obviously Kevin, Jetty and Rondo are veterans, but yeah we're still so young and, you know, guys are still learning on the fly. You know, Jarrett has some experience playing in the playoffs, you know, with Brooklyn, but besides all the other guys, they've never been to the playoffs and, you know, this stretch run is going to be a lot of fun, but yeah, you're right. There are some, some stretches of games where we get a lead and we can't really hold it where I think our youth shows. And, you know, it's just part of, part of the growing, the growing for our guys that, you know, we got to experience this, you know, and hopefully a playoff series to, to, you know, really, get us to that next level, I guess you'd say. Great point. Mike Gansey, Cavaliers general manager, our guest on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Mike, I want to go back to training camp and before the season. I know you work hand in hand with Kobe Altman and of course, JB Bickerstaff, part of that as well. And I know there was a vision for this team uh, as now the season has unfolded. Is the vision being realized? Is this what you anticipated with this group, despite all the adversity that I mentioned earlier? Yeah, you know, it is because I think, you know, with us being in Cleveland and, you know, being high in the draft as we have been the last couple of years, you know, it was really, it started with building a culture with JB's built and then internal development, getting guys better. You know, you see, obviously, Darius, the growth he's made has been incredible being an all-star this year, only in his third year. You know, obviously Colin, you know, before he got hurt, you know, he's been, he's only been making strides. Isaac Okoro, you know, obviously Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, you know, I mean, he's been way, way better than we thought he'd be at this time. You know, we thought the strength and the physicality, which shows up at times, but I mean, his impact on both ends and just on winning itself has been just incredible. And, you know, Lowry marketing, getting, getting more shooting in here and, you know, making those timely trades with Jared Allen. And obviously Ricky Rubio, who meant, you know, we wouldn't be where we are without him at this point. So it's just a combination of building the culture, you know, developing our draft picks and then making timely trades to get guys in here. And, you know, it's kind of it's worked out this year. And, you know, the injuries obviously have been kind of a a hiccup for all of us, but somehow we're still alive and we're still winning games. And it's a credit to coach credit to these guys that, you know, no matter who's on the floor, they're going to try and figure out a way to to win the game. Well, no doubt it's been a joy to call and a joy to watch as far as uh, this season has unfolded. Again, Mike Gansey, General Manager of the Cavaliers, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We're going to sneak in a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have more with the GM of the Cavs, Mike Gansey. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us, Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones. And again, we're thrilled to have with us the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Mike Gansey. Jim, I'll let you start things off here in segment two. Thanks, Tim. Mike, 
you know, the game has changed. It's very obvious. We all we all know that the effect of the three-point shot and the pace of the game. But you talked about the draft. At some point, did you guys have to modify your profile as the league was changing based on the type of player that you wanted? Yeah. No, that's a great question. I think, you know, when we were lucky to have three in this draft, you know, we were we were hoping Evan Mobley would be there, and he was, and we took him. And, you know, obviously – you know, we, we add him, we already have Jared Allen, Lowry marketing, like we have three, seven footers, like how are you going to play that way? And, and JB had this vision. We had this vision. Hey, like, you know, Lowry can obviously really shoot it. He's a high level scorer, So he could play some three, even though he might not be comfortable. And then you have Jared and Evan who, yeah, they might be seven footers, but they're not normal seven footers. They can go out, switch, they protect the rim. Like we just wanted to be a little bit different than the league. You know, everyone's kind of going small, small, small three point shooting. Right. Let's go big, big, big versatility and some skill. Cause all those guys are skilled. And, you know, obviously it's, it's been given a lot of teams, you know, I remember Rick Carlisle, when we, we saw him in the preseason, he kind of looked his facial expression, <laughs> just looking at like those three guys out there. He's like, what do I even do? Like, it's just that, that kind of like caught me. It's like, man, we're kind of doing something very different here. And, you know, it's obviously working out and it's just throwing teams for a loop just because, you know, you beat Jared Allen on the perimeter. Now you got to deal with Evan where, you know, around the league usually have one rim protector on the floor, if at all. And now we have like two guys. And then you got also Lowry who's seven feet that that's been very, very good defensively that can move his feet a little bit. And it's just, it's just hard to score at the rim against us. And, you know, our defense has obviously won us a lot of games and our vision was like, Hey, let's be a little bit different. You know, we have a lot of versatility and skill. We're not, we're not, we don't have, you know, traditional plotting, you know, post player centers or bigs and, you know, Darius Garland makes the engine run though. I mean, without him and his playmaking and his ability to make plays for others, you know, it's hard, you know, without him, but, you know, we had this vision of just kind of being different, unique, and, and JB's obviously done a great job with it. Mike, give Cavs fans and our listeners a, a little inside basketball here. Whose vision was it originally? And if it was JB, did he have to sell you and Kobe on it? Or if it was Kobe's idea, how did JB initially yeah. react? Take our listeners through that as to how this yeah. concept came together. Yeah, well, you know, obviously for the draft of free agency and then the Lowry trade, we're just like, we're just trying to get as many good players as we can in here, you know, like obviously building through the draft, you know, we, we, we obviously have a young team, but we just wanted to bring, you know, high level players in here and then figure it out. And then the preseason, which I think goes underrated because after labor day, we had literally our whole team in here, you know, I mean, that's very, very rare in the NBA guys don't show up until probably like a couple of days before camp starts, but our guys were here like two to three weeks before our first practice. And I think that's, that's why we have such good chemistry. That's why guys like each other so much play together, you know, like right. you build that stuff up, like in the summers and the fall. And, you know, we've done a great job with that. And I think, you know, when we had our team together, you know, our coaches went on a little coaches retreat and JB's like, you know, I want to get our best players on the floor. You know, let's try to see if Lowry can play some three. We know offensively he can, but defensively, let's try to see if he can do it. And, you know, I think in Chicago, if you would have told me he'd be this good defensively from what we saw there, I would, I would have probably said no, but you know, his ability to play some threes and be big and then having, you know, Jarrett and Evan in the back lines, just, just so different than any other team in the league that, 
JB's like, let's try this. You know, I want to get the best players on the floor and you know, why not, you know, let's just figure it out and be different. And, you know, it was kind of a combination of let's bring the best players from the front office. And then obviously JB's done such a great job piecing it together and kind of being unique on the floor. It's awesome. I'm not a guard as uh, you guys know, uh, <laughs> but uh, let's talk a little bit about Garland and uh, Mike, I've seen something in him. You know, I play with a lot of superstars and I'm not going to crown him yet, but he's more than special. This kid has something, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, you know, I really think this summer being with the USA team, kind of getting that, I don't know, first promotion to the kind of the, you know, the practice team before they went to the Olympics. Like, I think that was huge for him because now he feels, hey, I can be one of the best. I was just with the best players, you know, KD and, and Booker and all them guys for, you know, however, a month, two months. And I think, I think after that, he thought, Hey, I'm one of the best guards in the league. I know I can play with these guys and I can be as good as these guys. And obviously the jump he's made has been tremendous. And, you know, even, even back in high school, when we saw him and even the little time at Vanderbilt that we saw him, like he had it, man. He just had like that it factor, just when the ball's in his hands, he's always going to make the right play, you know, and, you see, I mean, two nights ago, he had 19 assists. He's had 19 and 18 assists in two games. And, I mean, he just – he's the hes the key to our, our, our team. And, you know, he makes so much so much happen for everyone on the floor and makes everyone else better and elevates us. So, you know, he, he's special, man, and I think he's only getting better. And, you know, he's just a contagious personality too. Like, guys just love being around him. He's a connector. And, you know, who – you know, <laughs> I had my career high against Marquette. Coach Jones. Oh, stop but, it. Know, oh, but, but I'm just saying, it. man, if I had him as my point guard, who knows? Maybe I would have 50. <laughs> you know? like, he just, if you're like a former player, just a play, you know, any kind of player, like how would you not want to play with someone like him? You're right. <laughs> oh, you just stung Jim Jones out <laughs> hey, of that one, Mike. <laughs> hey, coach, it's been it's been a it's been a tough year, you know, with Marquette probably going to the NCAA tournament, my Mountaineers struggling, you know, my yeah. my whole all my all my in-laws, my wife and her family. I mean, her parents went to Marquette. Her cousins. So I. What a great move! What a great family. To invest in. I've, uh, it's been a rough year in my household, I guess. <laughs> Mike, I want to ask you. Anybody that saw you play, you went all the way back to your high school days as an Olmstead Falls Bulldog. I had the honor of calling your games as a Bulldog, and you mentioned West Virginia, and I love those West Virginia teams that you were on with Pitt Snoggle and the like. You work so hard on the floor. You were such a hard worker. And now that's translated into this front office position. You worked your way to become the GM of the Cavaliers. Of course, you started in Canton, now the Cleveland charge. But just talk about that work and that effort to get to this role now. Yeah, no, I mean, my mom really instilled it when I was really, really young. You know, just hard work will pay off. You know, I mean, she was working two jobs to keep me and my brother you know, to, to go to sports events and to have, you know, food and, and fun toys to play with, you know, it was, that's where it started. And then obviously high school, Pat Donahue, my high school coach really, I mean, he never, every single day, he was always on me, whether it was school, academics, anything. And he drove me every single day and I hated him a a lot of days, but now looking back, like that made me, because when I went to college, it was easy because 
in high school, it was so hard. Every single day was hard practice, hard weight room, hard shooting session. I was coming at 6 a.m. before school to get shots up. Like he pushed me so hard that I was prepared for college. And, you know, and then obviously playing overseas and, and now with this job, it just, you know, I knew like I had a goal in mind. I'd always, I'd love to work for the Cavs that, that came true. And, you know, I've always wanted to be a general manager and from my hometown team and just, just hard work pays off. I know that's like, you know, an easy, easy, easy thing to say, but you know, it's just the long hours, the, you know, I'm not perfect in everything, but you know, I know people that are good at things that can help me and I've always sought them out. And, you know, I wouldn't be here with a lot of people. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a GM right now because of everyone in this building right now, all these players, you know, all the people in the front office that, that were before here that, that helped me and taught me kind of the, the ropes and the way to work in this business. And I'm just very, very lucky, you know, and I got a great family. My wife is unbelievably understanding with this job. I mean, I'm on some, some months I'm on the road 20 days. So, you know, it's a lot of travel and a lot of long nights and long flights, but, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just very blessed and lucky. And I've had a lot of good people in my life and I just, you try to outwork people, you know, it's just be the first guy in the building, last one to leave and, and just treating people like yourself, you know, be a star in your role and treat people like yourself. Those are the two quotes that I live by. That's well, awesome. Well, Mike, you know, uh, I really respect, cause I'm a watcher, you know, I like to watch and see how you guys move, but I'm going to throw something at you. Nick Bartlett, when we had him on about a week ago, this Cavs organization has made a tremendous transition. I'm looking at you and Kobe, uh, even Weems, who works under you, uh, and Nick. All of you guys are young guys. Yeah, young guys. What a tremendous move! I mean, the paradigm shift. Uh, I don't think many people recognize that you guys are all young guys running this billion-dollar franchise from the basketball perspective. Talk a little bit about that. No, it's, I mean, it really starts at the top with, with our chairman, Dan Gilbert, just having a vision, you know, in believing in us and putting, you know, put letting us kind of take the reins a little bit. And, you know, obviously the last couple of years has been rough, but like, you know, we kept preaching patience, patience, you know, we're going to get out of this. We're going to get out of this. We just, you know, internal development, you know, not only our players, but, you know, our staff and our business staff as well. I mean, our business staff is tremendous. I mean, that all-star weekend that we put on, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, every single NBA teams reached out to me and said, man, like that was like the best all-star weekend we've ever had. So that's right. I heard I, the same. I just think, you know, like we just have such good people, you know, basketball ops and business side that we're all so young. I mean, you look at someone like Shelly, I mean, she's the, I mean, she, she's tremendous. I mean, I, I, I learn a lot from her every time I see her. And I just think it's really like, you know, we're all so hungry. Like we want to build this thing. Like we just don't want to be, you know, middle of the pack or, you know, where we're at now. Like we want to build this thing and, and go to a finals and win a championship. Like we're not satisfied. Like we're just so young. We're so driven. We're so hungry. You know, we want to make Cleveland a destination for everyone. You know, like you look at our practice facility, our arena now, I mean, the city of Cleveland's booming, you know? So I just think we're, we're just trying to build this thing up from, you know, to make it a, a first class organization, which it already is, but trying to get it to an elite, elite place where every free agent, every high level, you know, sales, marketing, you know, people, they, they want to come here and be a part of us and not go to, you know, a big glamour city, you know, so to speak. 
Well, Mike, I can say I love being a part of it. It is incredibly special to be the play-by-play voice of the Cavaliers. And for you, as you said, you work so hard. You earned and deserved your title of GM. So congratulations to you. And hey, it is an open invitation for you to join Jim and I on Cavs HQ anytime you'd like. No, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so Mike. much. And uh, go Cavs. Indeed. Mike Ganzi. Cavs General Manager joining us here on Cavs HQ. A huge thank you to Mike for stopping on by. We'll take a quick time out and we'll have more following this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Last Wednesday, the Cavaliers hosted their annual colorectal cancer awareness night at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in partnership with Fight Colorectal Cancer and Cleveland Clinic. The evening brought awareness and support to fight against colorectal cancer. Fans learned about colorectal cancer prevention and Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse massive exterior curtain was lit blue to raise awareness for colon cancer awareness. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway right after this. Rebound Mobley. Got it to Brandon Goodwin off the love. Quick three. Bang! Garland lob ahead to Mobley. Pow! Oh, the throw to Mo! Jetty had a nice first half with 13 off the bench. He comes right of the lane, into the lane, shot high off the glass, and it went in. I have no idea how that shot went in. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones and Talking Cavs basketball as we now hit the stretch drive, 37-27. and 27. The Cavaliers with 18 games remaining, and it will start Tuesday night in Indiana. And, of course, the Cavs with three road games this week, Tuesday against the Pacers, Friday against Miami, Saturday in Chicago. That means our next guest is going to be a busy guy on Cavaliers' halftime and postgame appearances, the Mayor. Brad Sellers now stops by to pay us a visit on Cavs HQ. Brad, great to have you. And here we go. As I mentioned, the stretch run. And I'll ask you this, but Jim, certainly uh, following Brad's comments, if you want to chime in as far as a player's mentality, when you see that finish line and you're in the midst of a playoff chase, talk about how that changes a player's perspective, knowing, man, every game is critical now. Well, uh, Tim and Jim, and uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, and I'll just say, as Jim Wells knows, as a player, uh, when we get past the all-star break, it, the mentality for a player has to change, right? And the veteran player should know this. As we get ready for teams that are uh, look like they're going to be headed to the postseason, you've got to start putting yourself in position to be able to compete at a high level. And that means taking on the task of taking on teams that may be playoff-bound teams that you may see in the run that you have to be able to deal with on a consistent basis. I think when we played Toronto, uh, great resiliency for this team to battle back through all four quarters and maintain that lead and make sure that uh, we got a victory. But those are the type of efforts that you're going to need night in and night out as, as you get closer to the f- finish line. Brad, one of the things I was going to talk about, we talked about it a little bit last night, is that for two and a half quarters of the game last night, all of a sudden, I've never seen uh, – Coach Nurse played that much zone, but the Cavs were really stretching them with their early in the clock offense, trying to minimize, you know, who Garland talk a little bit about how you see Garland and uh, his ascension now to be one of the top guards in our league. 
Well, Jimmy, there's there's no doubt he is the maestro here, right? He is the one that's controlling everything, tempo, pace. Uh, he's the lead dog for for his team, right? And when he's not there, you can see how his his, his talents are missed. But I will tell you this, you know, he has ascended to a level, Jim, that is probably one of the premier guards in this league. If you just watch, I, I was telling Mike the other night when we were on air, you know, here's a kid that was drafted out of Vanderbilt that nobody really knew anything about, right? And you think about where he's come from that position just a few years ago to where he is today. He's basically toying with people, right? And it has come at a fast pace. And he is no doubt, without question, the leader of his team. As he, as he sets his pace for us, we will follow. So when he is not available to us, it just puts us in a, a precarious predicament. But I will tell you what, uh, you combine Garland with Love and then a Coral, the way he's playing and marketing, and then obviously Mobley and Jared and, we, and, and Jetty when we're in. I mean, we're a very, very tough team to compete with. And I think teams are starting to not only realize it, they're now starting to try to figure out, I've looked at last night's game, they're trying to figure out how they can compete with us. And I think that's why you saw the zone materialize yesterday. Brad, earlier in the show, we had Cavs general manager Mike Ganzi on, and he talked about watching Darius, even at the high school level in the one year at Vanderbilt, where he had the it factor, where just good things happened when the ball was in Darius's hands. Uh, talk a little bit about that, that it factor, that a guy just has the mentality and the basketball IQ to always make the positive play. Well, I say this, I say this, Tim, to you, and again, Jim knows this. I think everybody walked through, through the NBA door and has a chance to be on a roster has at one point in time had the it factor. It really is now once you uh, land in a team, right? Who helps develop you, right? And that's the thing that goes unnoticed. Somebody has developed Garland. He didn't just turn the switch on and came on like that today. The work he's put in in the offseason has gotten him to this point today. And I think that experience with USA Basketball really opened his doors to a bunch of things because now, not only had he put in the training, now he was able to compete on a level with players of high caliber and saw that he could succeed. I mean, that, that had to do a world of good for his confidence. And I think that's being reflected in what you see today. So I want to say kudos to JB and the staff because that kid has been developed and that just does not happen overnight. Yeah. Mike mentioned that as well. The, uh, the Olympic uh, experience for him, Jim, you know what, uh, the most unique thing about him, and I know we're focusing on, on uh, Garland, but uh, he deserves this uh, because he's the most obvious difference. The way that I evaluate guards is uh, they take what the defense gives them. You know, we've had guys like the game manager, like a Jose Calderon, uh, the undersized two guards with Patty Mills and Aaron Brooks, scoring guards like uh, Isaiah Thomas out of Boston the slashers like Reggie Jackson and Jeremy Lin when he was with the Knicks, and then the drive and kick with Rudy, with Rubio and Rondo. And then you've got, of course, a guy like Mike Conley, who was a jack of all trades. And when just after naming all of those, Garland's got all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? there's, no, there's no question, Jim. And I said, the, the thing I like about it, right, his, his, his basketball IQ, we always talk about basketball IQ. He, got a, he has a high basketball IQ. Because he understands situation and time. Now, we yes. got a little frenetic last night with some turnovers. But other than that, yeah, he's been pretty spot on, right? And <laughs> you, you, have to, you have to remember that we're, we're treading in, in uncharted waters for this team. Because we have a young ball club that has never really seen this side of where they're headed, right? Because yeah. Jim knows 
the flip the switch is going to flip here in a second right this was, <laughs> in, a, in a seven game series it's not show one game a week with one team and another game the next day no 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 it's going to be seriously understanding how you can dismantle a team to get four victories to move on and it's it's entirely different jim brad uh, let's talk about the cavalier other all-star and of course uh, that's Jared Allen, and unfortunately, it looks like he's going to be gone for a while. Uh, how does that impact this basketball team? Well, I mean, he's the guy that glues it down and holds it down in the middle for us, and I think you saw his presence in miss against Toronto in the second half because we did not have that consistency of a guy holding down the middle, uh, rebounding, as he has, obviously, uh, Mobley and Markinen and Kevin did well, but you know when you lose a, a caliber of all-star player, uh, that no doubt has an impact on your team. And so I would just say this to you, Tim: um, We hope that it's not long, right? Because right. we're going to need all our pieces as we come full, full circle here in a month. I told him a couple of weeks ago when uh, he had a chance uh, to talk to us after a victory that from what I've seen of him, he has given us some of the best center play that I've seen in the last 15 years. Uh, he's just been amazing. Uh, the job he did on Embiid in Philly the other day uh, was classic. I mean, here's a guy that's fighting to be MVP. They got a stack deck now because they have Harden, and he really had Embiid going. Uh, Embiid's aggressiveness that he had in the first game when he dominated us, Jared came right back this time and challenged him with physicality before the catch, during the catch, and after the catch. And then I watched his demeanor when Embiid would score. He still kept his head up. I mean, that's tremendous growth. Well, Jim, I'm, I'm glad you saw it because I saw it as well. And I wanted to see, obviously, the, the first game where Embiid had his way the first game against the Cavaliers this year. I want to see how Jared was going to respond to it, right? Yeah. And he responded in a major way, right? And that's what you want to see out of your players, that uh, even when you, it doesn't go well for you that day, can you bounce back the next time? And he was prepared. He was prepared and was ready. And I think that was well-reflected in that game and, 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 and his performance that night. Again, the mayor, Brad Sellers, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We're going to take a very quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear more from Brad. So stay with us. Cavs HQ all along the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. And, of course, a great big thank you to our dynamic duo of producers, Marty Allen and, of course, Kurt McLaughlin. Mayor Brad Sellers, our guest, and Brad's going to be a busy guy this week on the Cavs Radio Network. Three road games starting Tuesday night in Indiana, and then, of course, a tough weekend Friday down in Miami. Hop on a plane and head to Chicago for a back-to-back with the Bulls on Saturday night. So Brad will be in with Mike Snyder for halftime and post-game conversations with Mike. Jim, start off segment two for us. Yeah, Brad, uh, you and I... uh... Talk a little bit about All-Star Weekend and some of the comments that you heard uh, from some of the legends and some of the participants and even from some of the people just, just visiting. Well, Jimmy, I, I, you know, I, I, first of all, it was great. I think Cleveland did an outstanding job. The city performed very well. I think the, the entire population was excited. If, you were, if you're a Northeast Ohio resident, uh, just to see Cleveland shown in a very good light, I think, did wonders for us. And it was just good to see all the energy in town. And I will talk about, you know, the rekindling of, of 
old relationships, Jimmy, that we got to do that weekend, seeing people that you hadn't seen for a long time. And, and there's their fear, their, their, their fun they were having here in the city, right? They're just, um, it was outstanding. But obviously you had the top 75 players here of, 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 of the weekend. But I would tell you, I, I talked to Dominic Wilkins at length um, uh, during the weekend. And I just tell you what, it was, he was happy to be here. He was happy that the, uh, uh, the city was showing well, and he was happy the fact that the way the game has transitioned to a uh, to the level that it is now. Far different, Jim, from when you and I and he were in the league playing, right? They've taken it to uh, uh, another level as far as uh, all the uh, buy-in from around the world and different players and, and different teams performing well. So I just think that from, from a player standpoint, just from a former player standpoint, I could have been more excited to be a part of it. And then obviously the, um, the uh, National Basketball Retired Players Association, Cleveland chapter, uh, led by Jim Jones, did an outstanding job in harnessing all the forces that we need to do to, to, to good in this community. So kudos to Jim and kudos Thanks. to the chapter. Brad, we had Nick Barlidge on last week. And one of the things that we covered with Nick was the history of the game and how the present players uh, seem to have a link or a, a lineage with the past players and how the past players try to impart as much knowledge as they can to the younger players. And I think that's something that's unique to the NBA. Uh, would you agree with that? And can you reflect on that? I can tell you this, Tim. I think there's been a, there's a transition going, obviously, from the old school to the, to the new way of basketball. And I will just tell you that the young guys are being very receptive to it. You know, I was surprised and, and pleasantly surprised. Let me just say pleasantly surprised in my interactions during the weekend to see that the young players actually – realize the contributions of the former players right, right. To, the level, right. to the level of what it was right and so sometimes you kind of think that they, they they are disconnected from this group but they were far from disconnected i was at the uh timberwolf cab game at home the other day right and it's fun jim is funny right and so rondo's coming down the hallway and he stops and he's talking to me you know what he referred to me jim as og you know what og is like like old dude, right? <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I'm not that old, bro. <laughs> but in, in their eye, right, in their eye, the respect, because they knew who everybody was, right? And they knew what you brought to the table, right? And so that's, that's a great position to be in because it's the transferring of knowledge because at some point that group has to carry the mantra of this league forward. And they're going to be in the position that Jim and I are in now. Great stuff, Brad. Uh, you know, I oftentimes say that, uh, you know, uh, I'm reading a couple books right now that have to do with where this sport is going. And basketball is a social network. It, it, it really is because of the Internet, the World Wide Web and wireless. Now, uh, we're a global market, Brad. And that's something that when you and I were playing, and I'm a lot older than you, but when we were playing, uh, no one could ever imagine the global presence of the NBA. But I know you understand that. Talk a little bit about that. First of all, you got you to thank, uh, and I think you're entirely correct, you got to first thank David Stern. David Stern saw some things in this league, when I was still in the league, that people had no idea what he was talking about, right, and where he was going to take this, right? And then we have taken up, taken from that the steps forward, uh, uh, the steps forward in this league to make this a global market. That's why you get people like Luka Doncic and Porzingis, and uh, there's uh, Patty Mills and those guys from, from different parts of the world who come here because we have planted seeds across this world, not just in this continental United States, but across this world and our blossoming players. We saw the uh, 
the young man from Nigeria from Toronto last night, right? And you, you just think about that from a country like that, right? And playing at a very high level because we have done what is necessary to make this game a global game. And making this game a global game invites the entire world to become a part of it. You know, it's different. It's different than many other major professional sports out here because it allows connectivity throughout this entire world. Boy, great point. Well, Brad, as we enter the stretch run here, let's take a an overall view of the NBA. We've been talking a lot about the Cavs, but certainly uh, in the East, Boston is red hot. Philly acquires James Harden. Of course, Brooklyn acquires Ben Simmons, although I think Seth Curry is an underlooked guy in that deal out west of Phoenix playing incredible basketball. Just how do you see things unfolding here in the next month? Well, I see what I see next month is people here, middle of the pack, you know, middle of the pack teams, because these teams in the East, let's stay in the East, right? right. We're still jumbled up together. Cavs, Celtics, Bulls, Bucks, right. Sixers, we're all in the same neighborhood, right? Living in different houses. So these games that we have against one another going down the stretch are going to be critical. The things for the Cavaliers, I would say, is this. You don't want to, stay, you don't want to be in that playing position, right? So we got to stay out of that, right? And we're only a game or so away from moving up, right? So we just have to make sure that we take care of our business. I was glad to see us perform well last night. And I will just tell you, to me, the East is too early to call. It's, it's too early to call. You, you're one injury away from being a, uh, taking a, a, a significant player out of the rotation to having your stock fall like, like, uh, like the Russian ruble right now, right? So I say when we sit here and, and we think about uh, the West, now obviously Phoenix is out like nobody's business, right? And that West is always hard, and, and the Warriors have seen them falling on hard times here. And they're, they're begging for Draymond Green to come back here, right, to try to solidify their run. But, again, out West, you know, it may be a little easier route for Phoenix and, and for the Warriors, but, you know, and I know everybody poo-poo's on the Lakers, right? But I would tell you if the Lakers could ever catch wind and catch, catch wind down the stretch here, they could be a formidable opponent in the first round for anybody. They really wouldn't. I don't think many players or many teams want to see the Lakers when they're rolling, if they ever could get it rolling. Brad, were you able to see the uh, the Laker movie last night, the, the first episode? They call it Winning Times. Were you, were, you, were you able to watch that a little bit last night? I didn't see it last night, Jimmy, but I've got it all set on my uh, on my um, DVR to catch all of it. So uh, I, you know, because I want to see that, because I, you know, I, we had a chance. You and I had a chance to sit with the man that plays you in the in the movie, and uh, I'm looking forward to it because Jimmy, that's really my era, right? <laughs> like yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's my era. I want to see. I want to see how this story unfolds. Because if you don't know that Showtime thing was special out there, like yes, it was. It was special. Anytime you walked into the forum to play the Lakers, to play – and, you know, Jimmy, when we came to Chicago, the thing was always electric, right? It was always electric, right? And so it was one of the best trips. And we only made one trip a year out there, right? So it was one of the best things that I ever knew was the Showtime era. And so I'm looking forward to seeing this movie in its totality and then finding out uh, in comparison, comparing to what I knew to what I, what I did not know. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Brad, as we said, you're going to be a busy guy this week with uh, three road games coming up for the Cavaliers. So look forward to hearing you and Mike uh, throughout the week. And, of course, uh, always appreciate when you spend some time with Jim and I here on Cavs HQ. Uh, Great work, as always, and we'll talk to you during the week. All right, guys. Take good care. Appreciate you. Thanks, Brad. 
Brad Sellers, of course, you hear him all along the Cavaliers radio network when the Cavs are on the road. And as I said, with uh, Indiana Tuesday night, Miami and Chicago Friday and Saturday, we'll keep Brad busy. We'll take a timeout and we'll come back and wrap things up on Cavs HQ presented by Betway, the Cavaliers radio network. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, a great big thank you to both of our guests, Cavs General Manager Mike Ganzi, an Olmstead Falls product, and now he's the GM of the team he grew up rooting for. So thank you to Mike Ganzi for stopping by. Also, thank you to Brad Sellers, and you'll hear Brad quite a bit this week on the Cavs Radio Network with three road games coming up starting tomorrow in Indiana. Of course, a great big thank you to Jim Jones and our dynamic duo on the producer end, Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. Now, I'll be back with you again tomorrow night. The Cavs will be in Indiana to take on the Pacers. As I said, they'll start that three-game road swing. That game will tip off tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. The Huntington Tip-Off Show will come your way at 6.30. So until then, this is Tim Elkhorn saying once again, thank you very much for listening and so long. Everybody.